The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Beinhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. So I would, you know, I also see, and I have done it too, you prop your screen up so your lens is right in in alignment with your eye. But if you're shooting just one-to-one videos, like you to camera, Mm -hmm. I know, again, it sounds so simple, but you want to be looking through the camera lens. I cannot tell you how many times I see people looking down or they're looking up, or better yet, they have their notes over on the side and the whole time they're doing this. Yeah. Which you can't see if you're listening, but I keep breaking rapport with you because I keep looking away. And that's not, I don't trust that. If you, if you have notes, like at least put them in a place where you can see them in your peripheral and you don't have to keep shifting your eyes because shifty eyes, not trustworthy as an attorney would say, right? No shifty eyes. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't know. Somebody suggested to me, because I have these two mic stands, I don't use them too much. I, she said, we can get a, a mount, put the camera on the mic stand and then you can, now it messes up my background a little bit, but I can literally put this in front of your face and look yeah. at the mic, the camera, like I'm looking at you and I can pretty much see what you're doing, but yeah, there, there are definitely tricks, but people don't seem to care too much. So, you know, <laughs> hey, look, at the end of the fun. day, if the message is sincere and it makes an impact to the person who's watching, then that's all that matters. The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. If you are an entrepreneur who knows you have a message that you want to get out into the world, but you have no idea how to go about it, and the thought of video terrifies you, today is your lucky day. I am Carrie Murphy, and I am so excited to be here to share my tips and tricks on how to confidently show up on a video. All right. So Carrie Murphy, thank you for coming on the show. I don't remember. I've been talking to like four different people today, how we got connected. <laughs> it must be through a publicist, right? Or something. Yeah. The divine gods have brought us together today, Mitch. And that's all that really matters. Yes. That's a good point. And and I love talking about this (laughs) stuff because not only are you an entrepreneur, but video has really become a big part of our life. And I told you I had another carry on my show. I don't know, a hundred episodes ago, 
she's in New Jersey um, because it's a big, it's a big problem. It's not a problem, but it's something people. It's, need to it's address, a necessity. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. It's part of your image now. And, and, you know, and yeah. I, 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 but let's, I want to tell your story first though. So let's go back. You said you're originally from, and it is Oregon, right? It's not Oregon. It's, it's I've not Oregon, before, my East right. Coast friend. No, right. it is Oregon. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend in Chicago. She's living in Jersey when I met her. She's from Oregon and she used to correct me all the time. So it's, I know it's Oregon. <laughs> and uh, yes. so tell me yes. your background, your story, where you're from and how you got to, to where you are. And then we'll talk about all the great video stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I did. I grew up in Oregon and um, I don't know what, it's so funny. I grew up with a, a family of hairdressers, hairstylists. My mom owns a salon. My two sisters now work there. My uncle does hair. My grandfather was a barber. Somehow I, I didn't follow suit, but it's funny. I love being creative. I love visual. And I just had this affinity f from as early as I can remember of video and wanting to be on camera. Uh, my grandmother looked like Marilyn Monroe, something I don't. Okay. Um, but I, I knew that entertainment was somewhere in my blood. So I remember asking my mom for many, many years, like my daughter is now, uh, to get me into modeling and acting growing up in the 80s. Right. You know, supermodels sure. were big back in the day. Yeah. And so when I was 11, I think the most awkward age possible, my mom finally said, Yes. I think she thought I needed the confidence at the time. And so she put me into this little modeling and acting school. And that was in and Oregon? That was in Oregon. Yep. In okay. Portland where I grew up okay. and fast forward. I mean, it's such a long story, but the long and short of it is. But we got a whole hour. Buying, so don't, don't fast forward. I, I ended up <laughs> buying that talent agency when I was 27. Oh, okay. And grew it to almost a million dollar business. I started my first business at 23. That was interior design, but I was always using video to grow my business. I was the yeah. interior design expert on the morning show, or I was the fashion correspondent for fashion week. And so I was always using video as just a natural expression of what I love to do and who I was to grow my businesses, but I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't like, oh, I should be using video. Fast forward now, you, like, you really can't have well, now, yeah, a successful easy, business yes. without one. Now, what made you buy the agency? So 27 was like what year? 27, me, oh my sure, Lord, so I cannot do the math. But let's just let's just go back to that question of what made me buy the talent agency. So yeah. I was I was running an interior design business. I was a solopreneur working for myself okay. by myself for about five years, started the business at 20, 22, 23. And I was getting bored, like a lot Mostly of homes you were doing do. like residences. And yeah, stuff. I was doing resident homes. Okay. And even though I loved the creative process, I didn't always love working for myself by myself. And so one day my mom called me out of the blue and said, Carrie, there's a modeling agency for sale. And I said, oh, they wanted you know, to sell it. They were looking to sell yeah, it. Yeah, they wanted to sell it, but I didn't want to buy a modeling agency. I wanted to right. buy, you know, a talent agency. And so long and short of it, my mom calls me back and says, Carrie, you won't believe it. You know, it's the agency you went through. And we both put in $15,000, which was, you know, a big investment at 27. Yeah. And uh, grew that business to almost a seven-figure business when we had the wonderful 2008 recession hit. I know so yeah, many right. people were impacted so, so during you, that time. So you grew it to a talent agency, basically expanded their business and... I, huge. It used to just be a yeah. kids talent agency and I brought it to I, I, an agency that represented kids and adults, models, actors. We right. had about 500 talent. I had a huge staff. I had actually partnered with Wilhelmina out of New York. Yeah, and I'm sure. like, this is it. Like I'm doing, I'm going places. Like I had no right. plan B as most entrepreneurs don't. And then I felt like, I know it's not the truth, but I felt like it was like one day I woke up 
and I was out of time and money. Like I just was for so long, I hadn't taken a paycheck. Um, I found myself in this place of crisis, like, holy crap, what am I going to do? Like you do? think you were burning yourself out or you weren't? Well, no, it was, get- it was the recession that was, was hitting. That- like, I didn't oh, get okay. at 32 that there was this thing going on right. called this great recession that we were having in the real estate market that was impacting my business. I didn't realize what was happening around Got me, it. but what I, what I did realize was I wasn't, I wasn't bringing in as much revenue and yet my overhead was staying the same. So uh, that's why I love being a business coach now because we can help really look at those things before they happen. Well, that's what strategic planning is all about, right? It's to avoid- Exactly. To see the things coming down the road. In my 20s and 30s, what was a strategic plan? Who knew? Now, why did, I'm curious, why did the people want to sell the business? Were they just older and they were like, oh, we don't want to do this Yeah, she wanted to retire. She had had it for so many years and was kind of ready to move on and wanted to sell it. And so I was- was, You were 27 the agency, I worked for her for five years. So let me be very clear. It's not that I was just some talent that went through the agency. I worked in her company for five years. And so I knew it. I knew it. I knew all the different uh, roles and the the culture and the brand of the business. Right. So I was so excited as we are when we start a business. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this. And I always say like, Passion will get you so far, and then mentorship resources like strategic yeah, well, planning. The, you know, money like, hits gets the road, the other. and you're like, yeah, yeah, of course, right? Yeah. I know. So, so I ended up closing that talent agency, and I have to be honest. Like for a few years, I really lost myself. So you weren't able to sell it. The recession just crushed you guys. Yeah, I could not. Yeah, I could not. Could not offload it, and and it was kind of like too little too late at that time. And so I ended up finally moving out to Los Angeles, kind of my dream as a little girl to pursue my Mary Hart Entertainment Tonight career. (laughs) And I signed Uh, with a lot of people listening who don't know who Mary Hart is. I know I just dated myself so much. Maria Monunos, let's go there. Um, Okay. And so I, I was doing it. I had book shows on E! and TV Guide and was like, oh my God, like I'm doing this thing that I always dreamt of doing. And it wasn't fulfilling. It was, I could not do it one more day. Here I am, 33, 34. And at this point, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. So waiting okay. for someone to give me a job was the, it's like sitting at a dentist office yeah, no, waiting for someone to pull your back. teeth. It's I just hard. couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And so I had kind of this breakthrough moment after sitting in an audition room for three hours in a bikini. And um, oh, I was like, God. I'm not doing, I'm not doing this again. I'm, not, I'm done. And, um, I was bawling my eyes out. I called my agent and manager and was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And it was that moment that inspired living really came to be. I remember Kevin Sorbo was a golf fan and I hosted a show on the golf channel. So we were Facebook friends. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to start interviewing people about their life. And I reached out to Kevin on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I see that you're a fan of golf. I used to host a show on the golf channel. I'd love to interview you. He said, yes. And Mitch, that was the beginning of inspired living TV back in 2009. I guess we already had YouTube at that point. Right. But not a lot of podcasting. Yeah. There was, I mean, podcasting, I don't think was a thing really. Yeah. It was just very unknown. Yeah, well, you could listen to podcasts. You had to buy some weird device, or you could do it on an iPod. There wasn't a lot to listen to. And yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that grew and then my business continued to grow. And I had one of those aha moments. But you didn't have a TV channel. Have. So what were you doing with Inspired no. Living TV? Was this going to be like a well, YouTube at this channel? Time, or? It was a YouTube channel. I was building okay. out the website. I launched the website. I was at this time I came off of a year-long um, stint as an NLP practitioner mm-hmm. sure. and coach. So I was doing a lot of life coaching and Inspired Living TV was just such an extension. And again, I love to use video. So it was a natural just way for me to get message out there and build brand. And so 
it was just, it was web-based. It was a web show. Okay. And that's where All it right. started. And then I good niched timing, down. Actually, YouTube is so was, crowded now. <laughs> yes, know? but it's still, it, it is crowded. But I always say when you have a channel, I know benefits me, I will find you and I will listen. And that, I hear that so much. Like it's too late yeah. for me. It's too crowded. No. It's too noisy. Well, it's like saying I shouldn't get on social media because everyone's got an account. That's ridiculous. You got to Yes, but there are there. people that feel that way. There are I know, people that feel I that way. So, so it yeah. comes down to like, what? why should people care about your channel? If there's right. four other billion other channels, why should I care about yours? But but fast forward, I really figured out this, this niche in video about 2012, 2013. Right. After I kind of was like, I don't want to be a life coach. And I was watching someone on video in the coaching industry. And by the way, I had no intention of being a coach. Like it just kind of organically came to be. And right. I remember watching this person on camera and it was like over the top super cheesy super infomercially and i said oh my goodness i can, I can teach person. i can teach yeah. entrepreneurs how to be on camera right. well like, you seem to have I've a teaching personality life. like you know i love to teach i, help I love yeah. to teach yeah that's where coaching and that's well. That's who I've been my whole life. As a little girl, I was that person. So for me to have the business I do now, which is a combination of, you know, coaching and inspiring and helping people believe in themselves, it's such a perfect fit of my personality. Uh, but now we've grown to a multi seven figure business with a lots of coaches and experts on the team. And, right. you know, we're, but I, I, I want to so say back it didn't then, start I don't there. mean, I don't want to get to technical stuff, but I'm always curious. So you, yeah. you, you, you approach Kevin and you said, listen, I want to film this show. Did you? Mm -hmm. have, how did you do it? I mean, you couldn't do it on Zoom. There was nothing. We met going in a park there. in Beverly Hills. Okay. And I knew a couple of videographers from being out here and doing TV and just meeting okay. people in my community. And I said, "Hey, will you come out and and film Kevin Sorbo and I?" And they're like, "Sure." And I mean, I look back at that video. And it's so funny. It's still up on YouTube. So there's a couple um, of cameras, different angles, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. one camera, mm -hmm. one and a camera. microphone, and that was it. Yeah. And as I've gotten, you know, more experience and mature with filming, I've done two camera shoots, like our crew now, when, when we did in person interviews, right. which I can't wait to get back to, you know, it was the over, over the shoulder shots, the wide shot, the, the laughs, like the lights, like it's a full production thing, but that's not where it started. And I think that's important for someone to hear right now is that you don't need high production to have high impact. Like you right. don't need the fancy cameras and all the fancy lighting. Does it help with just position? and quality and all of those you build things. your brand right it does yeah I mean yeah. you don't want to look like crap on camera but if you have a message and a personality that people resonate with all you need is your phone you don't need yeah. fancy equipment Especially and I want to make sure people understand that because they'll make yeah. that the excuse of why they don't show up you know it's funny when I when I started the podcast it's been about three years so I was always into listening to podcasts and we were looking to do stuff. I tried some videos and now I put this on video, but it was like for the law practice I had, I had partners. I was so boring. Nobody wanted to listen to lawyers <laughs> talk, right? So I guess I was listening to a video, maybe, um, what's his name? who does all the podcasting videos, Pat. Um, I forget. Anyway, one of the guys in the industry and he's like, mm -hmm. you can start a podcast for 75 bucks. I'm like, don't I need like a studio and like boom mics over my head and people work right. all the equipment? So I took 75 bucks. I bought some equipment. It sounded terrible, by the way, the first time. And then we had to learn how to clean it up. I use better equipment now. But yeah, it didn't take much to. And then I realized, wow, you can put all this content out. Then video came later because of the pandemic. I didn't have cameras in my office to film people. I probably could have, though, right? I eventually could have very easily yeah. gotten a camera, which is yeah, what I do here. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. And it's really, there's not a lot of barriers. There's really no excuse for not putting out like there decent, is zero interesting comment to com- content. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I will say we say that, but for the person who's not using it, it can feel so overwhelming and yeah, you have so imposter syndrome and you have what right. to say. And, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, we all have ego. We all have that critical factor that, you know, keeps us from putting ourselves out there. And I always yeah. say video is a muscle. Like the first time you do anything, it feels so awkward and uncomfortable. Oh my God. I was and so nervous. I look back at my last hosting. Like when I started hosting, I remember one of my videographers, Gordon, who is not with us anymore. But he was so amazing. And he would say after a couple of takes, because we were at like a charity event, he'd like, Carrie, will you go grab a drink and come back? Like, you know, yeah, like, like you're just not, sometimes like, you're like, feel you're like you're out of your body and you can't. Yeah, you I was just so hosty, like, welcome yeah. to the show. And, and we almost put on this like pseudo personality. And that's not what people want. They don't want to host. They want authentic connection. But when there's fear involved and you're all up in your head, like that's not an easy thing to do. So right. I'm always telling my clients, like, just speak to one person. You know, when you press record, you're looking through the camera lens to that one person, you're speaking in the singular and you know, it's a conversation. It's not a performance. You're not hosting something, you know? And when you start feeling that, like you could feel it in your body, you can be like, okay, I get it. I'm just talking to my best friend. Yeah. You get loose. Yeah. Well, that's why I do like a pre-podcast chat because you, I knew wouldn't be, would be an exception, but I have spoken to people where before I used to do that, where I'm on this podcast and I'm thinking, how am I going to get through a 50 minute (laughs) interview with this person? I can't get anything out of them. I was on a podcast. I was a guest, right? It was like some motivational podcast. And the the gentleman sends me that it was a guy who sends me this list of questions and like an idiot. I'm like, Oh, he sent me some sample questions. That's nice. I don't even look at them. Right. I get on the podcast and all of us, first of all, he had, he had had some traumatic brain injury that he told me about Mm -hmm. after the podcast. So his vision wasn't good. So he starts out like taking this paper out and he's like this on camera, like you could, right. And I go, Oh my God, he's going to ask me all those questions. I don't, I didn't even read them. I don't know to this day, Carrie, what I said. I don't remember <laughs> what the questions were. People were like, oh, you were great. I'm like, really? Like I had no, but I think that some people, they they just, that's why like I didn't send you questions and stuff. I, they I like overthink it. I'll tell you, you can yeah, send me questions so. and, and just like you, I'm not going to look at them. I might look over them not. quickly because here's, here's the thing too. I think whether it's a podcast or it's a video, the more authentic it is, the better it sounds. And so when you send everyone a list of questions and they've thought about the answers and they, you know, fortunately I have the experience where, yeah, it sounds totally canned. And then people are like, well, that, that wasn't entertaining and everything has to be entertaining. It has to be infotainment, yeah. as I say. So like, if it's not fun to listen to or watch, right. like, why am I going to keep doing it? So, you know, people, oh, it's so funny. I'll have pre-chats where they're like, okay, this is what we're going to ask at the top five minutes. It's this, and then we're going to go into this. And then I'm going to ask you this. And we're going to go over those here. Things all the time and too. I'm like, okay, my brain can't handle this. Can we just have a conversation? A guy sent me yeah. a script once. It was like, at 6.05, we're going to talk about this. And the question at 7.02 will be, I'm like, what is this? I can't operate this way. You're making me nervous Podcasting now. don'ts behind the scenes yeah, and video exactly. don'ts. Like, please don't, don't send your guests that. It's just going to overwhelm them more. If you have a true expert on your podcast or you're interviewing them for your show, 
they'll, they'll be good. You know, ask them questions that they know, get to know them, ask them about themselves. People love to talk about themselves yeah, and then time. always have your ideal client in your mind. Like, what do they want to know? What right. questions can you ask that would help someone else? Because if, if it's all about the two of you, right, then I always feel like I'm listening in on someone's conversation. Yeah, they're tune the benefit has to be for the listener. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good advice because whenever I'm, look, when I'm a guest on a podcast, I'm not there as a podcast host. That's ridiculous. I'm there right. as a business attorney. So, you know, I have certain messages and things I think are important for entrepreneurs. And, you know, I go with that. But yeah, I mean, I, it's very funny where people get so nervous and they're, you know, you're looking at them and they're like half of their heads not showing in the camera and they're sitting in the, and I <laughs> All the things I teach, watch your headroom, right. watch where you're looking or when they're looking down at the lens or up at the lens, you know, all these little things that people don't think about when they start using video. So let me go through those really quickly. Let's talk yeah. about where to look. I know it sounds so I don't look simple. directly at you because the camera's on a mic stand. I'm looking at your face. So, right. Uh, so depending on, if I, depending on like the software and what you're using, like I'm using my webcam, it's a little bit better quality than my laptop camera. Mm -hmm. So even though I can actually see you in my peripheral vision, I'm not looking at you because if I did, I wouldn't be looking at you. Yeah, look right? at so, me now. How do you look right, if you're looking but, at me? like that. You're looking down because that's where the screen I'm looking is. down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would, you know, I also see, and I have done it too, you prop your screen up. So your lens is right in, in alignment with your eye. But if you're shooting just one-to-one -one videos, like you to camera, mm -hmm. I know again, it sounds so simple, but you want to be looking through the camera lens. I cannot tell you how many times I see people looking down or they're looking up or better yet, they have their notes over on the side and the whole time they're doing this. Yeah. Which you can't see if you're listening, but I keep breaking rapport with you because I keep looking away. And that's yeah. not, I don't trust that. If right. you, if you have notes, like at least put them in a place where you can see them in your peripheral and you don't have to keep shifting your eyes because shifty yeah. eyes, not trustworthy as an attorney would say, right? No shifty eyes. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't know. Somebody suggested to me, cause I have these two mic stands. I don't use them too much. And I, she said, we can get a, a mount, put the camera on the mic stand and then you can, now it messes up my background a little bit, but I can literally put this in front of your face and look yeah. at the mic, the camera, like I'm looking at you and I can pretty much see what you're doing, but yeah, there, there are definitely tricks, but people don't seem to care too much. So, you know, <laughs> hey, look, it's, it's at the end of the fun. day, if the message is sincere and it makes an impact to the person who's watching, then that's all that matters. It doesn't, and we could sit here all day and talk technology, which is fun, but I think what I teach and what I'm really ex excellent at is helping people work through their fear and understand their core message and really like be the person that will make the impact that they want to make. Technology, so a lot of your clients are people, second. you're coaching them to feel comfortable on camera and so yeah, forth. like the number one thing I hear, even if someone has been in business for 20 years is I don't know my message. And like you said, it's so noisy. How do I stand out? What do I say? Where do I put my videos? How do I build, you know, my audience? All of those questions are what we answer. So we, we say we help people be seen, be known and be paid for their brilliance. That's kind of what we do over here. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. 
professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Care for your health, care for the planet, and look flippin' great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better-for-you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Okay, so you're not just helping them on camera and feel comfortable. You're helping them kind of build out a YouTube channel or a video program or whatever they want to do from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. I mean, we work with attorneys, doctors, realtors, coaches. And the thing is that I I say this all the time, Mitch, is that look, you can't just be amazing on camera and have no strategy behind the scenes. Like good point. the camera is your megaphone, right? Your camera is your way to reach more people. But if you don't have the systems and infrastructure set up for you to automate, scale, leverage, then what what are you doing? You know, it's like, it's great that you're building an audience and it's great right. that you're visible. That's awesome. And it's needed, but how are you leveraging that to grow your business, to create time and money freedom, which is what we all get into business for. So right. even though inspired living, like our focus is teaching people how to get over their fear, how to clarify their message and how to monetize that message. We do so much behind the scenes of building websites and brand infrastructure and, um, automation and funnels. So you're really a video marketing agency basically for your clients, right? I mean, soup to nuts. Your your focus is video. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't call us an agency, but other people, other people could see us as that. Marketing experts, whatever. So you, um, Inspired TV though is, is still active and you're still putting stuff out there. People want to go to Inspired TV they just do a search yeah, on YouTube. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. So YouTube um, is is Carrie Murphy Inspired Living, and okay. the website's InspiredLiving.tv. So we launched the R okay. podcast in 2019, and it's funny because you know here we were we've we've been doing videos for 10 years, and we never yeah. thought of stripping the audio, starting the podcast. Um, which has been really great. And then the minute we started the podcast, oh, it's not just a really, video podcast. You're putting it on audio too. Yep, yeah. and then the um. We, we couldn't do in-person interviews anymore. So the right, podcast right. really seemed to work for us. So I miss, right. I miss the in-person. We'll get back to that. But yeah, Inspired Living TV is still out there going strong. Okay. So um, what are some of the um, do's and don'ts? Like I know you were giving some advice to people, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of people as to the things that they do wrong and the things that you've seen them do mm-hmm. right. 
I don't know if you have more to offer in that area I or sure you're willing do. to reveal certain ready? things. I'm ready to reveal. <laughs> so I'm going to say one of the biggest mistakes I see everyone make, and I catch myself doing the same thing. So pointing fingers back at me is please don't start with, Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi guys. Hi, Instagram. Hi, Facebook. Like we're in such right now in a connection economy, connection culture, and we have three to eight seconds to keep and capture someone's attention using video. So if you're using what I say, catch the ocean words, um, people check out real quick. So you always want to speak to the one. So okay. I'm so glad you're here today. Um, and don't start your videos with you. So if you're going to, I teach there's five types of videos, but to okay. start with the why, going back to Simon Sinek's web, web um, TED talk, you know, it's a, start with what's in it for the person. There's noise. Yes, there is. But when you start, instead of starting the video like this, hey, I'm Carrie Murphy. And for the last 30 years, I have been on camera. And for over two decades, I have been an entrepreneur. And we specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to really leverage the power of video and use it to grow and scale their multiple six and seven figure business. Okay. That could wash not over good. you. Not good. No. So let me tell you why. Okay. Let me start it a little differently. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have this big vision for your life. You're an entrepreneur, a visionary, and you are so excited to help people win. And you know, one of the ways to do that is to show up using video. But every time you try to use video, you stop because you don't like the way you look. You don't like the way you sound. You have right. no idea what to say. And then technology, forget about it. If that is you, I'm Carrie Murphy and I can help solve that problem. And you made it all about them. All and about, about what their problem is. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Because so I want you to think about look, the way they sound. Yeah. The right. Part. If we have three to eight seconds to keep and capture someone's attention and you make it all about you, no one cares about you. Like they don't care about me. They don't care about you. They care about the results. Like it now, granted, if you're Kim Kardashian or JLo or The Rock, like people care about you, right? They, they want to see guess. all that. Yeah, yeah. And, and once you build audience, they actually do care about you. They want to see behind the scenes. I talk about personality videos and how important those are to building brand because okay. people do business with people, not brands anymore. We want connection. It's a connection economy. So with that being said, though, if I don't know you yet, and you're putting yourself out there, you're doing ads, you're building out your YouTube channel, make it about me first, right? Address me so then I'm, I'm, my curiosity is piqued, I'm intrigued with what you're saying, I resonate with what you're saying, and I'm gonna stay and listen or watch what it is that you're putting out there. That's why in the beginning too, it's like, wait, like you want it about me? Like I want, I want to make it about them because I'm so used to talking to that one person first. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a acquired skill. I mean, it takes practice. Right? It is. It does take practice for yeah. sure. And I but saw, then it becomes like anything else. Yeah. Well, I saw on LinkedIn now you can put a video, like I guess intro to yourself if you click on the picture, right? And it'll. Okay. So you yeah. just taught me something. Yeah, yeah. Things are changing so much. A... Well, everything is a video platform now too. I mean, Instagram yeah. is no longer uh, a picture sharing platform. It's a video sharing platform, LinkedIn, right. YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, so if you go onto LinkedIn, yeah. go to your picture and you <laughs> click on it and there's some way you can add a 10 second video, like just what you said, you can add that. So cool. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I was on a call with somebody who's a marketing expert. She said, or LinkedIn expert, she said, oh, you can do all these new things now. I think though, you can only do it on the mobile app, not on the website. Okay. All right. I'm going to check, check it out. 
Yeah, yes. definitely. Definitely. So tell me how you run your business. Is it mostly virtual? Do you have employees that have to yeah. work for you or mostly subcontractors? I do. <laughs> I do. No, I, I actually I used to have the business like, on contractors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I've completely shifted to where we're all employees now. I have a couple contractors. We're just getting to a place where I want people who are 100% invested in the vision and what we're doing. And it took me a while. I mean, I've had this business for 10 years. So it was a big leap. It was over the last, I would say, probably three years that I started hiring more employees. And now we're almost 100% employee based. We have about eight employees right now. Um, so not a huge, not a huge company by any means, but uh, we are growing rapidly, I think, because everyone knows that they need to be on camera. So, you know, if there was a gift to this pandemic, it was, you know, bringing more people who really needed yeah. us to find us. I mean, really? Um, yeah. And so we, my team is virtual though. They're all across the country. And so are my clients. I mean, we have clients that are international. We have clients, um, all over the country and we work with them virtually. Now we do have some live in-person events that we do. Uh, we do free challenges in our Facebook group, which is really amazing. We, we bring in a lot of people there and help people transform. So it's just amazing, Mitch, what we're capable of with the technology that we have. You know, I think back to that little 11 year old little girl who had to audition to be on camera, who got told no a million and one times. And now it's like, we all have access. And I think because of that, you know, it's, it's almost harder, like you said, to maybe break through. But when you're, when you know who you're talking to and you're consistent with your message and you have emotional connection, you will, you will absolutely stand out and you will grow an audience of followers, but you have to be patient. You know, impatience, I think kills dreams more than anything else on the planet, especially in this, in this prime economy, right? Which means, and I'm the worst, like if I can't get it by tomorrow, (laughs) you know, I'm going to go and like, if they're not delivering it this afternoon, what kind of, what kind of company is this? What the heck is happening? Yeah. But the problem with that is that we create this real impatience in just our our total life of like, I'm not going to wait for something. And right. so we give up way before, like right before the miracle. It's like business is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And that's why you have to be in it to like win it. You really, whether you're using video or you're launching a podcast or whatever, it takes time. It oh, takes yeah. time to it, build. Before yeah. I got any traction of the podcast, it was probably eight to 10 months. And a good friend of mine yeah. said, listen, just keep putting out good content. Just keep interviewing people. It's It's not magic. But it magically happens, and you gotta. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I mean, you, somebody tells you, "Oh, I recorded a video, which probably doesn't look too good," and they put it out <laughs> on YouTube, and they're like, or on in LinkedIn or Nothing whatever. Happened. Like, I, Nothing yeah. happened. Nothing happened. So, so this is worthless. I'm like, that's yeah. your video sample? doesn't work for me. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Do it for five years. Do it for one year right. consistently with a message yeah. that matters to someone on the other side, and you won't be saying that. But you're right. It's like, hey, I tried that once. It's like, oh my god. It's like, hey, I got up on that bike once. I didn't take me very far. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you got to ride it a couple times. They say, is it Brene Brown that says it's like your first effing time or first? Effing it's the thing, effing something. first time. I quote yeah. her all the time. I love that yeah. so much, and how she talks about embracing the suck. You know, when you do anything yeah. for the first time, she talks about yes. No, because you won't be so disappointed. Such expectations. And, yes, you yeah. won't be so yeah. devastated if you didn't expect a lot to begin with, and if it works out better than you thought. Great. Look, it's true with Pleasantly anything. Surprised. I tell, yeah, yes. any business owner, I say, listen, you know, you you gotta give it a try, and it's probably not going to go too well the first time, and you know, it, you know, and it definitely you gotta build some momentum with, and I think also like. Look, if they come on Inspired TV, right, and they see you have two episodes, 
They'll be like, what if they see you have 600 videos and you've been doing this for a while? Obviously, you're doing something right. You've been around for a while. People find my podcast now because I have 200 episodes. That's right. When I had 20. That's right. Nobody looked for me because they're like, ah, he's just another guy who got a podcast. Oh but gosh, Mitch, this is time. so good. Yeah, it does take time. And I talk about the four C's in when I'm coaching and it is the number one thing with video or podcasting, no matter what um, medium you're using is mm-hmm. emotional connection. You have to be able to emotionally connect to that one yeah. person who's listening or watching. So that's number one, because if okay. you don't, and that's why I like, we're both quoting, we're both quoting Brene Brown because right. we emotionally She's connected great. to that, yeah. right? We, right. we connect right. to that. She's so great. So that's number one. Number two is consistency. Emotional connection without consistency isn't going to drive your business. So you could have this most amazing video. You could have done that one TED talk. You could have done the thing that was so connected, but because there's no consistency, like you said, there's two videos or there's 20 videos, or I see you've been in business for six months. Like it's going to take a minute. And then the more consistent you are, the more credible people see you as. Yeah. Right, And the more credible, the more trust you establish, the more likely they're going to buy from you. So those four C's, they're so simple. Uh, what's the fourth one? Pe- uh, conversion. So Connect- connection, oh, conversion. credibility, mm-hmm. um, connection, convert. consistency, credibility, conversion. Yeah, so that's great. when you put that. all those together, you're like, oh yeah. my God, that makes total sense. Right. Of but we're usually like connection to conversion. <laughs> like, oh, well, I know they don't that. see you as credible or no. you haven't been consistent. So it's all part of putting together that consistent marketing plan, the consistent um, theme for what you're doing out there that allows me to resonate with you over time because you know i always say to different platform different person different need so you might put something out on instagram and it doesn't resonate but you put it on linkedin and you get a bunch of people messaging you so yeah so you just have to figure out where where's your tribe and then consistent messaging over time yeah well i think way back right it was like you need to touch somebody five to seven times to even for them to even realize you're there now it's probably like 15 to 20 right it's probably it is a lot. Absolutely. I think it's closer to 25. Yeah. Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. So, but, it's that's, growing. but that's true. If you, I, I always look at it this way, right? If you had a marketing plan, you want to do a podcast, you want to do videos, you want to blog or whatever. If you did that every week for a year, how could yeah. you not get results? It's almost yeah. impossible if you did it consistently, because now you're building credibility, somebody eight months in goes, wait a second, I've been seeing Carrie everywhere. She's obviously an expert in this field. And that's yeah. what happened. That's the magic part of it. That's that people the magic miss. that's not so magical, right? No, it's like just the doing it, right? It's funny. I'm taking uh, Russell Brunson's like perfect webinar yeah, he's course. Great. And, funnels and, stuff, and right? yeah, he's so great. And I don't know, I, I know we've been in like similar industries, but I've known of him, but I've never taken any of his trainings. Anyway, um, I was taking something and he's like, I'll tell you what, I did a live webinar I think it was like every day or every week. Like I did 79, I did 80, you know? Yeah. And so now he generates millions and millions of dollars through his webinars. But it was like, hey, I tried a webinar and it didn't convert. So I'm, nah, I'm not gonna not do, gonna it, do anymore. it Right. I'm not gonna do it anymore. And he's like, I, if you see Russell when he started, he was this introverted, shy, kind of geeky looking kid, you know, and, you know, who was teaching internet marketing. And I could only imagine how long it took him to build his own confidence, to build click funnels, to do all the things. Right. Like success does not happen overnight. But I will tell you, in the experience of interviewing millionaires and billionaires over the last 10 years, it's, it's belief and tenacity. Like it's those yeah. two things that yeah. drive any business forward. So if you feel like you're the best kept secret, the beautiful thing is you can change that at any moment. 
You have to decide, yeah. you have to have the belief in yourself because belief, no one's going right. to crown you an expert, right? And then you have to have the tenacity to show up when you don't feel anyone's watching and show up and show up and show yeah. up until you start attracting the right people and start with why. Like if you start with why, you make it about someone else and you really show up to serve and you're not always the hero in your story. Um, it really it really does make a huge difference. Yeah, you know, there were probably 50 Russell Brunsons out there and 49 yeah. of them gave up and said, right. oh, this really isn't going to work. <laughs> and he was, it. for yeah. some reason, he had the tenacity and just kept doing it. I mean, it just it just yeah. has a way of, of, but I always look at it that way. If you extrapolate it out, whatever you're doing, if you're able to do it consistently and you really believe, well, obviously that's going to make a difference, then you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. You just yeah. got to get better at it and practice and go and do. And, you know, I mean, people think they're like, oh, you're a big podcaster. Not really. I don't have that many followers. It does bring me business. I'm starting to monetize it and growing it and growing so my good. brand and stuff as I broke it. It was originally part of the law firm website. It's kind of lost. So I'm breaking it out now because I'm writing some books and things because it was getting lost. So, but that yeah. took a long time too. You know, it's, 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 it's an evolution. And uh, look, I'm sure Russell's always reinventing himself too, because he's always looking at it. Is. What I realized what about does. Russell, which I'm so not that way. Like if you do the Kobe assessment, I'm a quick start through and through. Like I have an idea, I'm going to jump on it, I'm going to do, do it. it. And yeah. and then if it, it's not great for me, I'm off to the next thing. But I will tell you, what has got me to multiple seven figures has been being more like Russell Brunson, which is repetition, analytics, looking at what's working, what's not working, fine tuning things, finding the audience, asking and answering the questions. Right. Because if we, if we are just a quick start, which is great for entrepreneurs, like we're risk takers, we're idea makers. But if you're not willing to go back and look at the numbers and look at the analytics and continue to tweak, you just give up before you yeah. even like, reach any level of success. So I'm learning like how to grow the business in a way by following people like Russell and looking at, okay, how do I make this better? Yeah. And in the last two years, we've ran challenges and masterclasses every eight weeks. And that has allowed us to reach more people, get more people involved in inspired living. But it didn't happen overnight. The first no, time I did it, like I was people like, knocking at your door I, I, the first time, right? No, yeah. no, no, yeah. I, I know people so, have some businesses, even local, where they would do, let's say it's a weight loss clinic or something, right? And they're they're doing like like a free, you know, session or seminar for groups. And the first time there's one person there. And the second time there were two right. people there and it took weeks and months for other people. And then, but now they have people that come whenever they do it regularly because yeah. it builds, it builds momentum. Um, you know, right. I think I it's, love Tony uh, Robbins story, how he, when yeah. he had his first conference, he like booked out an auditorium and eight people showed up, you know, that's so good because how many yeah. times do we book that the auditorium? You could be right. And yeah, eight people show him. up. Of course. Yeah, we all start there. That's the great right. thing to remember is that we all start with reaching one, yep. you know? You know, yeah. the most successful people I've interviewed, because obviously I've interviewed a lot of people through this podcast. First of all, they're not, like you said, afraid to just start. Like yeah. they'll plan and they'll do the strategic planning, but they'll do it while they're starting. They don't wait for all the lights to turn green and go oh to town, God. right? <laughs> it's paralysis yes. and so forth, right? Yeah. But they You're also literally building the plane as you fly. <laughs> yeah, but they're also, like you said, constantly checking in you know, questioning their customers, asking mm -hmm. their clients, checking their marketplace, whatever it is, because they know that whatever they think is working may be partially right, it's probably wrong, right? Because we always yeah. think, well, this is what's working. And then you find out it's not. So, and the, yeah. the really smart ones are always, always, always checking and looking to improve. It's true. 
And sometimes it is working, but then it changes, right? Because yeah, your marketplace it. It whatever. changes. Yeah. Maybe you were doing all live events like we were. And then we're like, well, that's not going to work anymore. So what Clearly. do we do now? Yeah. Right. Or maybe the way of delivering content was working, but it's not working anymore. And you know what? People need a refresh. They need a reset too. If you've been offering the same thing for 10 years, it might be time to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're never going to change yeah. your website for 10 <laughs> Please years. Do. It's like putting Please the same do. ad out forever. Yeah. And it it, all does, of a sudden people work. stop noticing it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so let's talk about how people can find you and how they can interact with you and maybe get a taste of what you do and maybe even hire you. Um, well, I know this is inspiredtv.net. We said that already, right? And it's no, terrymurphy.com. No, 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 no. Wait, no? it's inspiredliving.tv. Oh, inspiredliving.tv. <laughs> what did I say? Yes. Inspired.net or something. Oh, <laughs> Please I'm don't sorry. go there. It's no, that's it's been okay. Inspiredliving.tv. That's all right. Okay. But I will say, like, we do our get confident on camera challenge. It is five days where I am teaching oh. step by step how to get over that fear. And that takes place in our private Facebook group called Ignite Good. Your It Factor. Net your it, it factor. factor. Okay. Ignite. Ignite your it factor. Ignite um, your and it that factor. Be, okay. Yes. Well, we're going to put links in the show notes too. We're not just yeah. going to leave it to people to write it yeah. down. Yeah. And then if you yeah. just like follow Inspired Living on Instagram, like we're all there. I have an amazing team, um, but we're really on a mission to help more people share their message. So if this resonates, we'd love to connect with you. All right. Well, any last uh, advice to entrepreneurs if you're starting a business, doing stuff, anything that you have learned over the years with your different businesses before we you say goodbye and yeah, I just want to go back to what we just touched on a little bit, which is that belief that I truly believe in my bones that we're not given a dream or a calling without the ability to make it happen. And so often we look outside of ourselves instead of granting ourselves permission to start. Like we wait for validation. We wait for someone to give us the job. We wait for someone to say, that's a great idea. By the way, family and friends will never tell you that's a great idea. Yeah, if you're going to go leave a job and, and pursue something. Right. On your face, right? That's yeah. right. And so, you know, life is so precious and you have gifts that no one else has. You have a message, even if it's similar, maybe you have a similar product. Like we have literally worked with thousands of people in similar industries and helped yeah. them grow leaps and bounds by their story and helping them understand their message and their unique differentiator. So I'm going to say just, I want to keep on believing like, you know, you're, you're here for a divine purpose and it's your job to go after it. So stop waiting. If you needed someone to tell you you're ready and you're worthy, today's the day. Terry, I can't thank you enough for joining me and um, please stay in touch. And uh, I guess have a nice weekend because I'm sure it's nicer out thank there you. than it is in New Jersey. <laughs> it may be. <laughs> you too, though. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and many of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at beinhackerlaw.com. The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted and produced by me, Mitch Beinhacker. If you'd like more information about my legal services, you can find me on social media or visit my website at beinhackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.